Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Going Deep with Aaron Watson. Before we jump into it, I need to give fair warning. This episode involves a little bit of adult content, uh, some some more adult material, so probably not a great episode to listen to with your kids. Uh, if you're looking for one, head over to episode 134 with Giselle Fetterman uh, or many of the other episodes in the library, but this is probably not the best one for that. Uh, today's guest, Hershey Hilato, is an entrepreneur. She started her own fashion brand back in 2014 and has found success despite still being in her early 20s. 20s, uh, similar to our previous guest, Justin Laffison. He, another young entrepreneur, she's really been hustling and has a unique history driving her. Hershey escaped sex slavery. She was sold into it at a very young age. And we talked a little bit about that as well in today's episode. Uh, a little bit heavier. And Hershey's also speaking in English, which is not her native language. So a little bit of a different episode. We connected across the globe with her in Australia, but definitely one worth listening into. So I hope you'll enjoy my conversation with Hershey Hilato. So Hershey, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in all the way from Australia. Nah, you're welcome, man. Like I've been uh, looking forward to this and anything that I can uh, contribute to people in helping them become successful in life and whatever they wanted to do. Like I'm, I'm on it. Like this is, this is actually a, um, a pleasure for me. Absolutely. And I love talking to people who have walked the walk along with talking the talk. Um, yeah. Your story of starting, oh my gosh, your fashion store is an impressive one. Uh, but to really just kind of start things off, I'd love it if you'd just explain a little bit about uh, what your business is and maybe a little bit about what the idea was to get it started. Yeah. So when I started in business, I was um, I was 20 years old and uh, I, it's one of those things that I felt that I was born to do something great. I just didn't know what it was. I didn't know that entrepreneurship is actually that yellow brick road that I'm supposed to be walking in to find out why I was born. And, um, you know, oh my gosh, it started when I was 20 years old. I was um, selling different fashion labels and I opened my first store back in uh, March 2014. And in June 2015, I launched my own exclusive label here in Australia, and now we're um, stuck in over 15 countries. Nice. So my perception's always been that fashion is up there in the most competitive cutthroat industries. It's super hard to get attention. It's super hard to break through the noise and, and get really appreciated for the work that you're doing. So I'm curious, so initially, just what drew you to fashion as an industry that you thought you could make a mark? Yeah, something that really, that you know, I think I've learned this two years down the business is that fashion is a very comp competitive market, you're right, but the thing is nobody will have the same vision that I do. Nobody will have the same exact idea, the same exact passion that I felt towards my business better than anyone else. So that's what makes um, each business stand out. Like they can copy what I'm, what I'm producing, my own label, but they can never copy the vision and the idea behind that and that's what people that's that's 
that's how we built um, loyal customers. It's because they understood that you know we we're, we're not just we're not just an apparel business. You know, um, ultimately our vision is to actually really morph out of the uh, you know of the of our um, main product offering, which is apparel. And I wanted the brand to become a representation of uh, today today's millennials. And um, for me, you know, the label is leaning towards more of people that are that are creating the trend and the one following it. So it's it's very powerful with the social media and all of this now. For me, it's 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 for style makers, trendsetters and change makers because we live in an information age and for me, empowering younger people and, and giving them the tools to best represent who they are as a person, for me, that's, that's what it is for me. Like that's what makes me get out of bed every morning knowing that I'm actually giving people tools in representing themselves out there. That's an exciting mission. I, I lo- absolutely love it. When you were starting it off, you mentioned that you kicked things off in 2014 with the store. Talk me through a little bit of the initial obstacles, challenges, and just gaining that initial traction and how you dealt with kind of breaking out as the new brand. Yeah. It, you know, when, when I first opened my flagship store back in March 2014, it was, I'd say it's one of the biggest and most costly mistake I ever did because I only had the brick and mortar store for nine months and I had to close it down because I was, you know, we were making so much money in, um, you know, in the first four months I was making like in that one month I was making the full year's wage back when I was working for someone else. But one thing that I didn't realize is I didn't took into consideration where I'm opening the store. So after the um the like the tourist season because I I opened it in uh, in Queensland in Cairns where the Great Barrier Reef is and um, when the low season came down like we went dry I was literally shitting money I don't have and um, I had to make a decision to to close the store within nine months and um, and I, I was literally in debt at that time I was like in, in nearly eighty thousand dollar debt and. Um, I wouldn't say I was in, in rock bottom because I've never really believed that just because that I I I don't have something it means that you know I'm I'm in a bad sort of position for me it became more of a driver for me to excel more and do more and become more successful because during that time it's like I'm fighting for my dreams but also I was fighting for those people that believed in me that I could do it is that was the only option that I had. So when I closed the store in November 2014, I went dry for five months, and then I had to figure out how can I, you know, how can I build my online store? And you know, I got ripped off. Like I swear to God, it, it's a long story, but I've got ripped off a lot of money trying to get the um, the online store going, trying to find the right supplier in China. Like I, I, it's it's a difficult road, but I think I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but if you're if your vision, if your dream and your purpose in life is bigger than your problems, you look past it. And that's exactly what happened to me there. And, you know, there's this um, quote that really compelled a lot to me and really related to me at that time. It's the uh, it's a quote that uh, Henry Ford says. It says, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. And when I when I read through that, I was like, you know what? All of these things are, is happening for a reason. It all of these adversities, being in debt. I was like 21, and um, 
it was preparing me for something bigger. The, the universe wanted me to get over this so then I can step into the bigger me. And back in June 2015, I launched my own fashion label with no, like I, I literally had no money. So I used other people's money to launch my own fashion label. I mean, that's such a powerful mindset. And I think that so many people could benefit from embracing adversity when it's striking them in the face like that. I think that that's such a good insight, Hershey. Tell me a little more about raising the money from other people. So you just said that you were using other people's money to get this brand yeah. off the ground. Uh, yeah. How did you go about bringing that together? I didn't actually raise capital. So this is what happened. I had $1,000. And I was thinking to myself, well, how can I stretch this $1,000? That's all I've got left. And um, I've contacted one of my um, suppliers and I said to him, look, can you do a sample on these three garments? And the samples costed me like 150 bucks. And they did that. And what I did is uh, when I got the sample, I photoshoot it. And back then I was actually doing my whole photo shoot. So I would actually set up the camera in front there on timer. I would run in front of the camera and post because I was more <laughs> Because I was modeling for my own clothes. So I had those three garments and I got the sample, a photo shoot it, and I put it into pre-order. So what I did was, if people put an order in advance, they get 20% 20, 20 off. And that was all selling. And I was talking to other influencers in the industry, like bloggers, and I was telling them my story and I was telling them this is what I'm trying to do. And they were really kind enough to, you know what, I'll send you the sample. If you can take a picture and promote me in your um, in your um, social media, I will forever be grateful. And I'll be sending you like every new arrivals in the, the next collections. And they really bought into that. So I I only used the um you know I only used bloggers I had no money on on marketing so that's how that's that's how I get ahead because I've used other people's influence to influence me and in turn grow the brand organically. Wow, there's so much wisdom in there. I I love the hustle. I love the creativity that had to be uh, utilized to to make that your goal happen. I think that a lot of people can take a lot away from that. Hershey, I'd, I'd love to get a little bit more into your backstory. I, I know that you're a top advocate for helping women that have been victims of sex trafficking. That's a near and dear topic, something that my girlfriend's also very active in advocating for. Can you tell people a little bit about why that's such an important issue for you and what a lot of people maybe don't understand in terms of why this kind of gets shoved under the rug or not always acknowledged as such a huge deal yeah um for me it's um it ties up to my personal experience you know um in such in such a young age my mom has been um she sold me when i was 14 and um in, in a very young age i was being sex trafficked to other people i was brainwashed that you know raising my seven other siblings was my responsibility and i was made to think that you know what, this is one of those sacrifices that I needed to do in order to provide for my siblings. And you know, I sucked into it. And um, when when I was 16, I've got married. I married this uh, Korean businessman that uh, my mom sold me to. And, you know, I was I was raped the same night. And it's one of those things that I've kept myself quiet for a very long time because I was ashamed to tell people what happened to me. I was married for five years and my husband did not know anything about my past because I've built this massive wall because I don't, I wasn't 
you know what? It's very interesting because I've never pitied myself. There's probably one time or two times that they said, you know, what? Why? Why in the world this is happening to me? You know, you you feel rejected, but. You know, it's one of the greatest things. Like, if I were to describe it to you, Aaron, it's one of the greatest gifts that God, the universe, and my mom given to me. Because you know, my struggle has really made me become the person that I am now. And my struggle was necessary for me to become the voice of those women and women that are being sex trafficked and you know, going into this um, sex slavery situation. And I think one thing that I've learned is that once we become and we choose to be silent of the things that matter. That's when we start dying. You know, we're all given. We all have a mouth for a reason. Why not use it? And um, there's no, there's no reason to be ashamed of what happened to you because you didn't wanted to be in that situation by choice. You know, you, you did not know anything better. Like in my case, I was, I was a teenager. I did not know anything better. I had no parents. Um, my dad was murdered when I was 12 by my own uncle, and I, I literally had. No, no one in my life, you know, I went through, um, you know, emotional and physical, physical abuse with my mom, and, and for me, I, I know exactly how it felt like to feel alone and losing hope, because it's the darkest place that any human being can be in, losing hope, it's, it's, I can't even begin to, um, you know, I, I, I wish for no one to actually go through that, because this is when people commit suicide, because they, they, they simply cannot accept that it happened to them and they cannot see past what happened to them to move to move forward or bounce forward, not just bounce back in the life that they used to have. For me, it's all about the principle of bouncing forward. And I'm really passionate about really becoming the voice for, for these men and women out there um, in terms of sex trafficking and, and human slavery. It's because not, it's, you know, we've got the, stat the statistics, right? We love reading statistics. Why can't we just stop reading them and then start taking action towards it? Like, that's, that's what I don't get. And people just love to talk, but they're not actually going out there and helping these people. And, you know, it doesn't matter if we're not blood-related. We're all human beings at the end of the day. And, and that's what I'm really passionate about. I wanted, I wanted to bring people together. Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's such a good point that you made that people think a retweet or sharing on Facebook or just reading the link is what is going to make all the difference. And it's certainly true that, you know, raising awareness is always important. But you hit on something so key there when you said that some people need to take action. They need to do something. They can't be all talk and no walk. So mm -hmm. is there anything, you know, if people are listening right now wondering, you know, I, I'd love to do something, even if it's small, even if it's, what can people do to actually move the needle in some way and make a difference? Um, like for me, my focus at the moment is that, um, like with me, one of my biggest goals is somehow, you know, make, grow my own business and hire all these people that is coming out of the program. Because what I do every Monday, I teach in this, this organization called the Freedom Hub. So I teach all these men and women how to gain their confidence back, you know, how to love themselves again after going through that. And um, it, it doesn't stop there because most of these women are actually came from a very, very poor background with little English. So what I've been 
working for you know last couple of months is that I'm encouraging businesses to employ them, give them a chance, give them a safe environment for them to work, and um, you know give them a kickstart because it they, all they need is a little bit of a a little bit of a light, and then they will get back into get back into the society because that's what it's all for me. My first job in Australia was uh, I was cleaning toilets and wiping um, tables in McDonald's. You know, that's all, that's, that was my first job, and that was only four years ago. But that gave me... You've come a long way. Yeah, yeah uh, that, that's what I was doing, man. And then uh, for me, my job in McDonald's back then, it sent my brother in school to become a nurse. He's now a nurse. He finished his bachelor's degree and became a nurse. And for me, because I was able to do that, the act of giving... I, I regain my confidence and you know what, if I can do that, I, I, can, I can afford to do more of that. So it, it's just about giving them a chance to, um, to become, to feel normal again, that there's nothing wrong with them because some of these women feel like they're damaged roots, they're, they, they're, they're useless. But they're not, you know, they, they still have a perfect arm and a leg. And I think giving them an opportunity in businesses, especially here in Australia, I think it would really... Um, make them become an asset to the society rather than just leaning towards the government's help of, you know, keeping them here and um, going into Centrelink and all that stuff. I think giving them a chance would make a difference not only on their lives, but in the society in, in whole. So that's what I've been working towards. Absolutely. I, I know this isn't quite the same thing, but we had a previous guest on whose message was also to talk about the value of former felons who have served their time and re-entered society. And, and, it, and there's a similar dynamic to some degree where you're re-entering society after having kind of lived this alternative life and, and recognizing that humans are resilient, humans are capable. And even if you have a background that is confusing or foreign to people, that doesn't mean that that person doesn't have value. So I, th I just think that that's such a powerful message. I love it, Hershey. Yeah. Um, we're going to start wrapping up here, but before uh, we tell people how to connect with you and you issue a personal challenge, is there anything that I just didn't give you a chance to say today? I think um, I'd like to share this. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd love to leave the listeners um, a quote that they can really, really use. Because I know sometimes going through whatever adversity that you went through in life, sometimes it it prevents us from moving forward. It freezes us where we are because there's a, a lot of doubts that is happening and there's all these all of this um, self-talk that we're doing um, in ourselves, it really interferes with our potential. I think um, one thing that I've learned is that don't let your struggle become your identity. It's very powerful. It doesn't matter what you went through. Today is different. Tomorrow will be different as well. So make sure that when you wake up tomorrow morning, that you're actually doing something, planting a seed for your future. It's very important. It's the best time to do something for your future. Not, not tomorrow or not three days from now. Do, do it as soon as you can because... You know, we, we don't we don't live forever. And next thing you know, it's you know you're 50, you're 60, and then you're, you and then you're you know you're dead. And I believe that each one of us has something to offer, and uh, you'll be doing yourself a disservice and the world a disservice by being selfish in keeping in keeping whatever talent and knowledge that you have inside you. 
Absolutely. And you only get one go around, so you might as well make the most of it. Uh, I feel like we made the most of it here in our limited time, Hershey. Where can people connect with you if they want to learn more and continue to follow your story? Yeah, so um, they can connect to me on Facebook. I always do a live uh, Q&A. So my Facebook um, name is Hershey Hilado. And I, I'm also very active on Instagram. So it's Hershey underscore official. And um, they can also check out um, my business page, which is oh my gosh underscore official. Awesome. Well, we will be sure to link to all of that in the show notes so that people can connect and learn more. Goingdeepwithaaron.com slash podcast is the place to find that. Uh, Hershey, this has been awesome. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm inspired here. I would love it if you'd take things away one last time with a personal challenge for the audience. Yeah, awesome. My challenge for the audience would be think of one thing that you will no longer doing, that if you stop doing that very one thing, it will change your life. Just one thing, a habit or something that, uh, that prevents you, the, the bottleneck in your life. So choose one thing that stops you and then commit to that. I love it. I, I think that that's uh, particularly when people say they don't have any time to make something happen, that is just the absolute biggest thing they can do because there's yeah. always extraneous, wasted time somewhere, whether it's a TV show or some other bad habit, like you said. I, I think that's a fantastic challenge. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. No, you're welcome. It's a pleasure, Aaron. And thanks so much for having me on the show. We just went deep with Hershey Hilato. Hope everyone out there has a fantastic day. everyone hope you enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe if you've not already done so and get excited about our forthcoming episode next week with entrepreneur serial entrepreneur mike schiller mike has started a number of companies and is fast at work with his newest room leopard built to help be the airbnb of office space making our office spaces more efficient and helping small nonprofits and businesses find places to work. It's an exciting idea and he has a lot of wisdom to share from his years of experience teaching entrepreneurship and learning some lessons himself. So make sure you subscribe and stay tuned to Going Deep with Aaron Watson.